0: are two readings tonight. Um, The first is from Colossians chapter 1 starting at verse 13 and can be found on page 1182 of the Church Bibles. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. The second reading is from the gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verse 53. 53. When they had crossed over, they landed at Genesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout that whole region and carried those who were ill on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns or countryside, they placed those who were ill in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak and all who touched it were healed. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Well, good evening, everyone. Great to be here and uh, to have the privilege of being able to talk about both the cross and healing tonight. First of all, uh, if you don't uh, know my background, I'm one of the uh, leaders of the World Christian Healing Centre here in Royal Leamington Spa, and uh, we have nearly been in our home, new home, for a year. We're about 12 days off from being at 20 Augusta Place, and we cannot stop thanking God enough. And St Pauls, you've been very much part of our journey. You helped us to get over the line, and you continue to support us financially and prayerfully, and for this we are very grateful, as well as a number of St Paul's members are on our prayer team. So thank you very, very much for your support, and if you haven't visited us yet, then come and see us. Uh, It's an amazing home that uh, God has provided for us. So before Jonathan went off on sabbatical, he asked me to talk about uh, the cross and healing, and I thought, wow, that's, that's a really good combination. So, um, the cross. Well, it really is a, a universal symbol, isn't it, of God's unconditional, unfailing love for each one of us. Now, it may be a very recognizable symbol, but it is still surprising how many people really don't know that... Jesus has died for them. They they haven't got a clue. In fact, they don't know that they don't know about the love of God. They might see the cross and think, oh, yeah, Christianity. I wonder if you've... Um homed in on the new BBC series, Pilgrimage. There was one last year. Uh, it's, this year, it's a pilgrimage to Rome. Stunning scenery. If you've not seen it, it's still on BBC iPlayer. And it's um, a pilgrimage to Rome. There are eight celebrities who are walking... And it is so interesting because some of them have got a teeny bit of faith. There's a Catholic in the crew. Uh, There's somebody who used to be a Christian, evangelical Christian, when she was at university, but she's completely uh, just turned her back on God. Uh, There's a a Jewish lady. There's a Muslim lady. Uh, And there's several people. There's one atheist. Uh, It's just fascinating. And as they walk, they are talking about God and they're on this pilgrimage, but they don't know about the outstanding, unfailing love of Jesus. So you can see the sign, and that's but really not know what's behind it. And that's where we all come in, because it is good news, isn't it? Jesus has died for us. He has set us free. And I don't know about you, but this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's from John's account of Jesus' life. It's chapter 1, verse 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. I don't think we will ever, ever know what that truly meant for Jesus. The fact that he, God, helped to create this wonderful world, and then he limits himself to a human body. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And in one of our Bible readings, the Colossians reading, we have already heard that Jesus Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. How about that? that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. So if we want to know what a God is like, then we look at Jesus Christ, and we have those four incredible accounts of Jesus Christ. So he is the word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Here is a Bible verse that we often quote in our Holy Communion services. Let's say it together. For God so loved the world that... He gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have the gift of life. It's interesting, one of the celebrities on this pilgrimage uh, series, uh, he is a comedian, that's his profession, and recently, apparently, he lost two friends, they died. And he said, that's really thrown up. What is life all about? Is there anything beyond this life? very good questions to ask. And we see here that it's the whole reason why Jesus came, so that he can open up the way to God. Isn't it fantastic that our church above here has Jesus' very well-known words, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That is the power of the cross. If we want to know how we can come to know God, if we want to know how we can be in a relationship, you see, Christianity isn't a religion. It's about a relationship. But how do we come into that relationship? Well, we look at what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross, the fact that he gave up his life to pay for our sins, and it's through him that we come to know God. What about uh, Philippians 2? This is often quoted as one of the earliest Christian hymns. Jesus, being very nature God, did not consider equality with God, something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. The cross is a universal symbol of what Jesus has done, but it can't just be a symbol. You have to go through and really, really consider what Jesus has done, and he's been obedient to death, even death on the cross. What about this Colossian uh, reading that we've had tonight? Let's say this. You see, when we... Say, when we speak the word of God, we are literally changing the spiritual atmosphere around us. We are speaking life over ourselves, we're speaking light, we're also speaking light and love into whatever situation we're in. There is power in the word of God. And so, we say this together... For he, Jesus, has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself. All things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So that is in a nutshell what Jesus Christ has done. He has reconciled, he has paid the price. And you might be sitting there thinking, Yes, I know that. That's why I belong to St. Paul's. That's what we've been singing about. But and we have, and that's true. There are many people. Uh, that we brush shoulders with every single day of our life who haven't got a clue about this good news. Jesus has reconciled us to God and it is good news and he gives us eternal life. I would love to have been on that pilgrimage with those celebrities, the the different types of conversations that they've had with one another. And, And we have the answers. They're asking big questions about life. And the answers are all through what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. You see, he came to save us. Uh, Luke 9 is quite an important verse in all the different four accounts of Jesus' life. He often described himself as the son of man. Uh, He did not come to destroy men and women's lives, but to save them. And that word save in Greek is sozo. And it's so much bigger than just one word that we will um, say Sozo actually means, in the original Greek, it means the forgiveness of sins. It also means the healing of disease. It's the deliverance from torment. That's what Jesus Christ has done. That is the good news. And that is why the cross is so important. Forgiveness of sins. In that Colossians um, verse, in fact, just go back here, um, it actually says that through Jesus' uh, death on the cross, he is able to present us holy, that's interesting, isn't it? Holy in God's sight without blemish and free from accusation. That is the power of what Jesus has done. And so if we're feeling guilty, if we've messed up on life, we can come to God and we can say sorry and he will forgive us. That's incredible. We can, in God's sight, be free from blemish and free from accusation. There are so many people that I guess we probably know who are living with guilt in their life and they haven't got a clue what to do with it. Well, as Christians, we know through Jesus, through what he's done on the cross, we can come and we can say sorry and we are forgiven. Isn't it incredible that verse in Psalm 103 when it says that as far as the east is from the west, so far has God removed our sin from us. As far as the east is from the west, that is how far God has removed our sin. And that's why we can be free uh, without blemish or accusation. So coming back to uh, Jesus has come to save, so the forgiveness of sins and also the healing of disease. God is very, very interested in the whole of us. He's created us with uh, an amazing body that if you cut your skin, uh, providing it's clean, it will heal. He's given us an immune system. He's given us a backbone. He's given us all those major organs. God has given us an awesome body. He's also given us our soul, which is made up of all our emotions, our negative ones as well as our positive ones. And then deep down inside us, he's given us our spirit that truly makes us who we are. And when our body, uh, when our spirit is out of alignment with our body and our soul, we can get dis-ease. It's like uh, if we have too much anxiety in our life, too much um, anger in our life, Too much bitterness, too much confusion, we can get dis ease. Now, what does that say? Oh, it says plug my battery in. Uh, Would someone like to go and find the end of that lead? Oh, maybe it's down here. No, I don't want to. There we go. Right, back to the plot. Let's get rid of that. So God has given us our spirit, but inside us, sometimes our spirit can be broken. Sometimes it can be starved of love. Sometimes it can be crushed. And that causes dis-ease within us. And that will then perhaps transpire with illness conditions in our body. And also Jesus, through the cross, has come to release us from torment. And sometimes our overwhelming emotions like anxiety can really torment us and Jesus through the cross has come to save us he's a God who wants each one of us to receive uh, his healing and I just want to um, talk to you now about the woman with the issue of blood the four accounts of Jesus's life she comes up three times uh, in the story, there's, it's, it's the same story, and each of the uh, gospel writers slightly give a different slant. But I just want to uh, be that woman tonight, and I just want you to listen to how she found her illness, how it affected her, and then what happened, because her story can easily be your story. If you're sitting here tonight with a healing need, then God, Jesus Christ, can heal you, and it's all through what he's done uh, for us on the cross. So uh, I don't know if you've ever come across Ignatian spirituality, but um, what he, uh, he's a old saint from the past, but it's a way of reading the Bible. And he encourages us to get involved in uh, the accounts of Jesus' life, look at a gospel story, and try and imagine uh, that we were there. So let's see what this woman uh, with the issue of blood can actually teach us about God's healing love. My name is Jo, and I want to tell you about a day In fact, a day that changed the rest of my life. You see, I had a problem. I kept on bleeding day in, day out, night in, night out. Year in, year out, I kept on bleeding. And sometimes I used to think that the whole of my insides were just going to completely fall out. I was in such agony. The blood kept flowing day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out. I was bleeding for 12 years. Can you imagine what that was like, 12 years? In the time that I lived in, I couldn't even sit on a chair because I made it unclean. I couldn't go down to my local place of worship because I made it unclean. A man couldn't touch me because I made him unclean. The blood kept on flowing day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out. I became a complete recluse. I wasn't able to leave my house. I wasn't able to go down into the marketplace to buy my fruit and vegetables. I had to be removed from my society. My only real contact with uh, my community was that I had a house on a street, high window, and I used to sit on the window, uh, uh, under the window, and I could hear I could hear what was happening in the community. You see, I started to hear about a man called Jesus Christ. A man who was doing extraordinary things. He was healing people. I heard that he was starting to give the blind their sight. Even the deaf started to hear. And, and lame people, they started to walk. And then I heard that he was raising the dead. How can anyone raise the dead? Well. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, if only I could meet him. You see, the blood had been flowing for so long, day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out. I'd spent all my money going to see doctors. But as I started to hear about Jesus, I thought, maybe. And then, one day, I could not believe my ears. I heard he was going to come to my town. He might even walk past my house. And so I waited, and I waited, and then suddenly I could hear this huge commotion at the town gate. It had to be him. And so I waited for the crowd to get alongside my house, and then without a thought, I looked down at myself to see whether I was vaguely acceptable, and I stepped out into the sunshine. Something I didn't do, because I wasn't allowed to do it. And so the crowd was full of young and older people, men and women and children. There was such a joy, and there was such energy. And so I just waited, and then I got into the crowd, and I started to look for this man. Where is he? Where is that man? And then, I couldn't believe my eyes. He was right there. He was there. I could see him, a man in a long cloak with tassels at the bottom. And without a thought, I suddenly, I reached out, I reached out and I touched the very hem of his clothes. And do you know, just like that, the bleeding stopped, the bleeding stopped after 12 years, it stopped. (gasps) But then I realised, the crowd all around me had stopped. (gasps) I've made the holy man unclean, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? That man, the one that I had made unclean, the one that I had touched, the one who'd healed me, was saying, please, who touched me? I stood so still. I didn't want him to notice me. He'd healed me, but I didn't want to be noticed. Perhaps he wouldn't see me. And then one of his friends came to my rescue and said, Master, what do you mean someone touched you? Of course someone touched you. You're in a crowd. Someone touched me. I felt the power leave my body, he said. Please, who touched me? Well, what could I do? He'd healed me. And so I just bowed down. I knelt at his feet. I was shaking because I didn't know what he was going to say. I'd made this holy man unclean. And then he just lifted up my face. And he looked at me. No man had ever looked at me like that. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go, go in peace. And that's exactly what I did. I went in peace and that day changed the rest of my life. Well, we don't know whether her name was Jo. But I've added a few facts, but the facts are there. She had a problem. That woman had been bleeding for 12 years. And she was isolated from her community. She decided that Jesus Christ was the answer. And it wasn't just enough for her to decide that Jesus Christ was the answer. She had to do something and that was where she is amazing because she wasn't allowed to be in the community. That issue of blood prevented her from being normal. She couldn't be in the community, but she decided Jesus was the answer, and she decided to reach out. She touched him because she knew that Jesus was the answer. She had a need And it may be tonight that you have a need. It may not be the like her. It might not be a healing need. It might be something in your emotions that you are kind of tormented by some aspect of life. It may be that you have messed up and you don't know whether God can forgive you. This is the power of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross. He forgives us our sins. He heals us of our physical, our emotional, and our spiritual conditions. That is the power of Jesus Christ's name. That is the power of what he's done. And yet sometimes we can be in a crowd and it's really hard to ask for prayer It's like, well, will people understand me? Will people get me? Is this just something I have to live with? And sometimes we might just think, does anyone care? Are we alone? And the answer is no, because of the power of Jesus' name, because of what Jesus has done, we're not alone. And I'm just going to play uh, a song by Elsa Turner, and it's This Is My Prayer. And it picks up various aspects of what I've said, but it, it picks up on the fact that God is our helper. And then after that, we will have um, a short time of prayer. You can come forward for prayer. You could pray for one another in uh, where you're sitting. Let's listen before we pray together. To reach out like that woman, to reach out to God. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. There is power in what he's done for us in the cross. And uh, I'm just going to ask for some soft music to be played. And if you would like to come and receive some prayer, some or the prayer team will be here. Uh, Or maybe you just want to turn to somebody and say, I just need God's touch this night. I just need it in my body, in my emotions, in my spirit. You don't even need to say where you want it. But let's reach out. Jesus is the answer. He can do the impossible. So over to you for a few minutes.